1: Jesus wasn't afraid of of death because he saw it for what it it is. But he knew that his dying would be painful. He knew that his dying would be painful. He knew that what he was going to endure, the things that we don't even understand, the things that we can't comprehend, he knew what that was going to be. But he surrendered because he also knew his Father. He also knew the plan is perfect. God, He knows what he's doing.
0: Our God knows what he's doing. He knows that you will experience pain and heartache. He knows that the obstacles in front of you may seem impassable. But as Pastor Robert will encourage you in today's message, you can trust him. He is all-powerful, and when he reveals his will to you, he will equip you and provide the strength to accomplish it. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in Hebrews chapter 3 with part 2 of his message, Hearing God.
1: God said, it's all ready. It's all, it's all there. The food, the, the houses, the build. everything's there. I'm going to give it to you. And, and they looked at it and said, oh, but it's going to be too hard. That You know, these people are, you know, they're all trained soldiers. They've got all these fortified cities. We can't do this. We can't do this. Except for Joshua and Caleb. And they're like, yeah, but God gave it to us. And he's a big God. And he's going to do this. And we need to trust him. And see, that's the key point. Two men out of two million Said, no, 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 we got to trust God. We got to keep our eyes on God. Don't, don't, don't get your eyes on the difficulty. Don't get your eyes on the battle. Don't get your eyes on the hardships. Don't, don't get your eyes on the things that you don't understand, the things that are too big for you, the things that are too hard for you. Keep your eyes on God. We're trusting God. But they overruled him. Two million people said, no, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. And God said, fine. I'll wait till you die. And your children will do it. And that's exactly what happened. Forty years, they marched around in circles. You know, they made the 11-day journey from Egypt to the promised land, 11 days. Then they marched around in circles for 40 years while God waited for all of those who allowed unbelief. Now, did they believe in God? Yes, they believed in God. They all knew he was there. They just didn't trust him. You see the difference? They didn't hold fast their confidence until the end. And that's what he's talking about here. How do you do that? Well, you have to actually come into agreement with him. You have to to say to him, listen, okay, you're God, and I'm just me. And if you're saying we need to do this, apparently you've got a plan. If it's your plan, it's a perfect plan. And you've got the power to back it up. So, okay, let's go for it. Can you see that? You have to come into agreement with him about the fact that he's right. And, and that he's, he's faithful, he's good, he's got, the, he's got the power, he's got the plan, he's got the provision, he's got it all squared away. All you have to do is trust him and follow. You just trust him and, and follow. Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And, and listen, we overcomplicate it. You know what's the, Take up your cross. Well, it's, he's just saying, Surrender your will. You remember what he did in the Garden of Gethsemane? The Bible says that he prayed three times. Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from before me, but not my will, yours be done. And then the next day he took up his cross, didn't he? you think he was giddy with excitement about, oh, look at that, I get to take up a cross, I get to take up a cross. No. He, he knew, just like you and I do, that having nails driven through your flesh hurts. Being beaten with the cat of nine tails, the Roman scourge, you know, the nine little prongs with glass and metal and rocks at the end so that it would rip at your flesh when it connected. He knew that was going to be painful. He knew it was going to be an extremely unpleasant process. You know, like I've, I've heard men say before, I'm not afraid of dying, really, really. It's the process that freaks me out. You know, death doesn't scare me. It's the dying part. Well, Jesus wasn't afraid of, of death because he saw it for what it is. But he knew that his dying would be painful. He knew that his dying would be painful. He knew that what he was going to endure, the things that we don't even understand, the things that we can't comprehend, he knew what that was going to be, but he surrendered because he also knew his father. He also knew the plan is perfect. God, he knows what he's doing. He trusted in the father's love. You don't have to trust that our father loves us. We have to trust that he knows what he's doing. You know, one of the ways that we can get better at that, one of the ways you get better at trusting God is to actually go back and look at the things that he's already done. I found that I have to do that a lot. Because when I go through stuff, I, I forget really quickly how faithful he's already been to me in the past. And I'm like, you know, how, what, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And what, the answer to that question, what the Bible says, is you just trust him. Trust him. Stop looking at the giants. Stop looking at the disease. Stop looking at the difficulty. Look at him. Just look at him. Because he's faithful and he's powerful and he's present he's here you know he's, he's with you you need to look at him trust him go back and make a list you know like we've talked about before make a list of the blessings you know I had a had a conversation on Friday night I, I um, was doing that that motorcycle ride you know the rally with George Vatia for the ministry and we went up to jacksonville and and it was so interesting because our just the way God works things out, right? Our, our banker with the, the refinancing, he's in Jacksonville. And it's like, I didn't plan that. They have two branches down here, but he's the one that knows about churches and church financing and all of that. And, and, and he and I have connected a little bit because he's a, he's a believer. He's a brother in the Lord. And, and uh, so he sent me an email a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, you know, if by any chance you're coming up here, there's somebody I'd really like for you to meet and spend some time with because he's, he's going through some stuff. And... Um, his adult daughter was tragically killed two weeks ago. And he said, would you, you know, you know he's, he's like, you know, we, we go to the same church, we got a great pastor, but he doesn't have the same kind of training and experience that you've got. Would you be willing to meet with him? And I said, yeah, you know, I'm going I'm actually gonna be up there on Friday. And, and so I got there just in time really for dinner and, and, and we had a great conversation. But it's one of the things that I shared with him is that you need to, you need to be sure that you're spending time thanking God. For the 33 years you had with your daughter she you know she knows the lord she's with him now and and he said but yeah i know you're right but i'm to be honest the the darkness that i'm in the middle of right now is overwhelming any sense of gratitude and i said that's okay he understands that thank him anyway do you understand your emotions can't dictate but they do don't they a lot of times I'm not feeling it right now. I don't want to be hypocritical. You're not being a hypocrite. You just said you're not feeling it. Say it anyway. Is he not deserving of our gratitude no matter what? Is he not deserving? You know, sometimes people criticize preachers because they get up and they preach the Bible, but it's not, it's not 100% true in their lives. Listen to me carefully. The only preacher for whom it was 100% true was crucified 2,000 years ago, raised again, Right? You're never, ever going to meet a preacher for whom the Bible is 100% true in their day-to-day life. We're human beings. We're struggling with this stuff just like everybody else. And anybody who's presenting a facade to you and and trying to present themselves as though they've got it all worked out, they're the ones you should be afraid of because they're liars or, you know, self-deluded. But the, the reality is that you and I need to be deliberate about thanking God. About remembering the things that we should feel grateful for. And, and see, here's the beautiful thing about it. When you start thanking him for the things that he deserves thanks for, you'll find that your heart becomes grateful pretty quickly. It's like, man, yeah, I should be feeling it. Because you really have been patient with me. You've been good to me. You've been generous. You, you've been merciful. And we start seeing these things. But but the problem is, and he understands this, guys, when we're in the middle of the fight, when we're in the middle of the struggle, when we're in the middle of depression, we can't see it. We can't see it. We can't, and we can't, we're not feeling it. But the minute we force ourselves to focus on it and start looking at it, and remembering these things and acknowledging them verbally. God, thank you for that. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for this other thing. And you make the list, go through the list. The minute we start actually doing it, it's like the, the darkness has to part. When the light comes in, darkness has to go away.
0: Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why He's so important. If so, keep listening.
1: Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and, and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I, I've wandered away or, or remember, maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. He, Bible tells us, I mean, he knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says he sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross, to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to Him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that He's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, MainThingRadio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website. Uh, about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how, how to begin that that uh, personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible, we can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it.
0: Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today, and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.